Welcome, my love, to The Collective. The Collective is you, it is me, it is every woman. Raising the vibration of the fucking planet as we show up, step up, and serve the purpose we were put here for. My name is Taylor Ray. I am the queen of blending the woo with the work, and I'm going to show you how to do just that. I'm an entrepreneur, podcaster, speaker, and spiritual business mentor, and I help visionary women just like you build online businesses so they can have the impact they are here for and call in the abundance they are so worthy of. Get ready to become unapologetic, abundant, and aligned as fuck because the universe has put you here in divine timing and you're exactly where you're meant to be. Welcome back to another episode of The Collective Podcast. I am thrilled to be sitting down with today's guest, Gemma Bonham Carter. Now, before we get into this episode, I just want to tell you to prepare yourself. Grab a notebook, grab a pen. There are so many takeaways and tangible steps that you can be taking inside of your business that you are going to learn from this episode. It is jam-packed with so much fire. And honestly, I'm just so excited to share this conversation with you. You babes know I am all about empowering you with the steps, the tools, the tangible shifts that you need in order to have the impact that you are here for and to call in the income that you are so worthy of. And there are so many things inside of this episode that are going to help with just that. Now, if there's something about me you should know, it's that I am all about helping to empower visionary women to build online empires by blending spirituality and strategy. And that is why I am so excited to have today's guest on the show where we are diving so deep into the strategy side of things. If you don't already know her, Gemma Bonham Carter is a serial entrepreneur, online business coach, and podcast host. After growing a multiple six-figure business selling digital products, Gemma has made it her mission to help others to do the same. She specializes in marketing and scaling digital product businesses and helps ambitious entrepreneurs to create their dream business so they can live their dream life. And that is exactly what we are talking about in today's episode. We go over so much fire inside of this one, including the power of building digital products, no matter what type of business you are in. We discuss the importance of building a mailing list and why it is one of the most important things you should be doing in your business. We talk about how you can leverage other people's Facebook groups in order to build your audience online. We talk about how to avoid the feast and famine launch cycle and how to make sure you're having consistent sales coming into your business year round, no matter what. And I know you're going to learn a lot from that one just on its own. And we also talk about the one thing you need to know about your offer before you start investing in paid advertising. We also dive into the three pillars of Gemma's attraction system for getting customers and clients online, as well as so much more. Now, I'm not going to keep detailing it. I want to get you into it. I want you to get into all the good stuff, but please, as you are listening, make sure that you do screenshot and share your favorite parts with us over on your Instagram stories by tagging me at Official and by tagging Gemma at Gemma.BonhamCarter. So excited to share this with you. Now let's dive into the episode. Gemma, welcome to the podcast. So excited to have you. Thank you so much for joining us. I am so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. It's going to be a good chat. And the first question, it's a bit left of field, but I have to ask it to you because my partner James was like, hang on a sec. You have to ask this first. Are you by, and you probably get this question a lot, but I was going to say, I think I know what's coming. (laughs) Are you by any chance related to Helena Bonham Carter? I am sadly not with like, she's not, it's not like she's my sister or something. So I can't like give you any like amazing juicy insider stories, but she is, she's my dad's 
second cousin or something, you know, like something yeah. kind of convoluted like that. Uh, but yes, we are related. So funny. I was like, he was like, you have to ask her. And I was like, I'm pretty sure she's <laughs> been asked that before, but I will ask her. Have you met her? Uh, once when I was like a kid that I can't even remember at some family function. Uh, but yeah, yeah not, not in fame. adulthood. <laughs> I need to like get that connection going a little more strong. Wouldn't it be good for the building of the business online? She could maybe do like a marketing campaign for you or something. <laughs> you never Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Okay. Well, we've established that. So that's amazing. And it's out of the way, but tell us who you are. Obviously Helen is great, but we're here for you. So tell us a bit about you, your story, what it is that you do. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so my name's Gemma Bottom Carter and I, I help online entrepreneurs uh, you know, create, launch, and scale digital offers. So whether that looks like online courses, a membership site, any kind of digital offer, and really help them build up incredible personal brands that are profitable and scalable and really allow them to live their dream life. Because I think the more we can build our dream business, it just goes hand in hand with being able to, you know, create that that dream life, whatever that ideal day looks like for you, you can do that as an entrepreneur. So that's really my passion. And that's what I help people do. And I help people do that in a couple of different ways. But obviously I sell, you know, digital products myself and I have a membership and a couple of courses and I do one-to-one coaching. Love that. So good. Talk to us about how that happened. How did you get into this side of things? Yeah, it's a bit of a roundabout story, but um, I started a long time ago in 2010. I started a home decor and do-it-yourself blog, totally just a passion project on the side. I was working a nine-to-five in public health, felt like I needed to tap into my creative side in some way, and my husband and I had just bought our first little fixer-upper home. And I saw, I found a blog online. I thought like, oh, what is this? Oh, they're sharing about renovating their house. Like how cool, why don't I do that too? So I could share it with friends and family and not have to send emails with like a hundred picture attachments. Uh, So I started a blog and it it kind of just snowballed from there. It's like when you start anything new, you don't really know what you're getting into, but then sometimes these doors can open to this whole new arena or world that you didn't really know existed. I didn't really know that this blogging world existed. I started going to conferences. I started to meet other bloggers and I realized that there was business potential here. So fast forward a couple of years, I grew that blog. I really had monetized it in the traditional ways like ads on my site, affiliate marketing, working with brands, and I had launched my own online shop selling products to my readers. And throughout the course of this, I started to get asked to speak at blogging conferences and stuff like that. And people would ask me questions of how did you do this? Like, how did you get to where you are today? And, you know, at this point I had like a daughter at home. They're like, how are you doing this with a baby? And then again, another door open, right? Of like learning about, okay, there's online courses out there. Like maybe I can teach people how to do what I've done, not in a one-to-one or just in a meet speaking at a conference room. Like maybe I can teach it to them in a digital way. And so I launched my first ever course, uh, which is no longer for sale anymore, but it was called (laughs) create your blog biz. I think I charged like, I don't know, $70 for it or something. Um, but it was, and you know, I think in the end it made me a couple thousand bucks. It's not like it was some big money maker, but it showed me the world of online courses. And so I launched a better one, um, which was all around this like shop thing. 
of how, how bloggers could launch online shops and turn that within a year into a six figure revenue stream just from this online course. And when I did that, I was like, okay, like they're digital products. Like this is something special. This is the potential here is unlike anything else I'd ever sort of experienced or realized. Mm -hmm. And so, and so then that it, I just felt like this calling of like having to teach other entrepreneurs how to really create and sell and scale digital products within their businesses, because you can be coming to this from anything. You can be a service provider. You could be um, like a physical product um, business even like bricks and mortar businesses can sometimes add digital products into the mix. Um, it could, they could be bloggers, coaches, consultants, like whatever it is in all likelihood, there is some way that you can add a digital offer into your mix of offers mm -hmm. and the scalability and profitability potential is huge. Yeah. Yeah. So freaking powerful and something I'm so passionate about as well. And that's why I was so excited to get you on and to just share this conversation together because ultimately, and I know that in other areas of the world, it is really taking off. And obviously that industry is, is getting huge and huge and huge and huge and huge, like bigger every single year, the knowledge industry and people sharing to people and building their own personal brands and building their own online courses and things like that. Definitely in Australia, it, it we're behind. Like I'm first to say, like, there's not a lot of people here that really know, like there are, like I, I know that there'll be a lot listening like yeah we know but like we are also a minority by comparison as well and I know that in my social circles like I tell people what I do online and they're like I don't really get it like what do you mean and so for those listening who are maybe new to the idea of digital products or showing up and creating online courses what would you have to say to them and why do you feel like it's a really good space to be getting into yeah I mean just to back up for a sec before I even answer that question what's like two things one is that the fact that it's kind of untapped in your marketplace means that there's so much potential there yeah. for people to hop on in and be the first to Definitely. really start to offer something um, in your sort of geographic region. Like, although these businesses are international and it doesn't really matter where your buyer comes from, there's always that personal connection that happens when, you know, your, your prospect knows that you're from the same country as them. Like mm -hmm. I'm in Canada and Canadians love to like find out that I'm Canadian because they're like, oh, well, if she's Canadian and she can do it, then like, then I'll definitely do it. Like, yeah. I'll learn from her. Um, yeah. So same goes for Australians. Right. And then also just another note to say that even though you may have that like funny sort of conversation with people of saying what you do and talking about digital offers and they give you that sort of look of not knowing what the heck you're talking about, that still happens here too. Like mm -hmm. even in North America, like if you're not in this circle of talking to online entrepreneurs, just kind yeah. of even just my family and friends, they still really can't quite grasp what it is that I do yes. and how I actually make money. And my poor mother-in-law, she's like, no, no, this, it's a real business. Like she's always <laughs> trying to like champion for me. She's like, no, Gemma's, Gemma's doing something real. Like, and yeah. so, you know, I don't know, it's some weird scam or something. Yeah. Um, but funny with Sorry, yeah, I know. Go ahead. It is so funny with that. And I will just add to what you're saying. I love what you said. And it's something I truly believe as well is like, it's such a good position to be in. Like you're like that first mover. And also like, let's be real. Like the generation coming after us, they're going to have this shit down pat. Like they are probably going to look at our generation, whether it's our kids or our kids, kids, they're going to look at us and go, I'm sorry, what do you mean you went to a nine to five? 
Like, I don't understand. You actually went to an office? Like, I don't really get it. Like, you didn't have, like, your own side projects and things going on and work from anywhere. Like, that will be the norm. And I think, honestly, if you're listening to this and you feel some sort of pull or some sort of nudge to, like, hey, I've got something to offer or something I feel passionate about and I want to get there and start sharing it with other people and being of service from that place and generating income from it, like, listen to that nudge. Like, you are listening to this, like, two women who are doing it online. Like, you're hearing this for a reason, so jump in because the sooner that you get in there the better because seriously, it is going to take off. And I just really wanted to add that because I think it's important. (laughs) And I don't, you know, it can be so dangerous to get stuck in analysis paralysis and think like, oh, my thing needs to be perfect before I put it out into the world and all the T's crossed, all the I's dotted and everything and have just the right idea. And you're only going to learn from taking action. And so you can do all the prep stuff ahead of time, but you actually diving in and creating offers and just putting things out into the world, that's really going to like teach you and guide you on what you should be doing next. So to answer your earlier question about, you know, what can people be sort of, what's the first step to thinking about like a digital offer? And it, most of the time people start with an online course that tends to be what people, you know, decide to launch. And I think it's, I think online courses are incredible and have amazing potential. They're kind of, two things like one if you've been if you've not done anything related to business building yet and you haven't built any kind of audience yet just get into have a brainstorming session take yourself out for coffee and just think through okay what are the skills that i have um that i could like write down on paper and just just let yourself start writing maybe they're even related to your nine to five right now and then maybe they're not and then also look at what are my other like passions and hobbies and interests and things that I love doing. And what's the thing that I could talk about forever and never get bored of? Because often that's the thing that probably you should be, you know, focusing your business around because that's your true, you know, where your true passion lies. And so, and like my husband can attest to this. I'll, I'll talk to you about online entrepreneurship all day, every day, if I can. Uh, so <laughs> this is the right business for me. <laughs> yeah. In your sleep. He's like, you're doing yes. it again. You're doing totally. it again. <laughs> I like wake up in the middle of the night with ideas and have to have a journal beside me so I can like Same. write them down and get them out of my brain. Yeah. Um, no, so agree. So agree. Yeah. So like the first step is just kind of identifying what it is that you would want to maybe build your business around, but knowing that things can pivot and change and your first idea may not be the one you end up with and that's okay. And then really is just starting to build up a bit of an audience around that. And one of the things that I, like you can go to social media and all that kind of thing. But one of the things that I really like to do is, um, you know, step one is like create some kind of lead magnet. And if you don't know what that is, it means some kind of freebie that you can offer to people that has value. And the idea being that you get them on your email list, because more important than any social media out there. Um, and building a following on any of those platforms is actually just building an email list. And I might sound like old fashioned, but email marketing is so not dead. And this is where you're going to make the majority of your sales. And so I would rather you focus on building an email list than an Instagram following and put your eggs into that basket kind of thing. And so if you can create an amazing lead magnet, it might be a PDF. If you're into like home organization. It might be the 10 items you need to organize your home this weekend or to declutter your home this weekend. And it's some kind of PDF guide. And really you can create a one page website that just like has a bit about you and this one freebie and that's it. It doesn't need to be anything fancy. And you can do that even just like on lead pages or on a really simple landing page builder. 
and then go out and get yourself in front of other people's audiences. And leveraging other people's audiences is really one of the best ways to grow your own for free. And so that means go and find the Facebook groups. If we're going to keep on this example with, um, home decor, go and find the free Facebook groups of like home decor enthusiasts and reach out to the admin of those groups and offer to do a 20 minute free training for Mm -hmm. the people in that group. And imagine if you could find like, there are groups out there with like 20,000, 30,000, a hundred thousand members in there that if you just offer a 20 minute free training, and then just mention your lead magnet at the end, you're instantly going to get subscribers. So think about like get creative with things like that, where you can start to build a bit of an email list. And then, uh, you know, once you're, I I like to say like, once you've hit at least 200 people on that email list, do a pre-sale. And that means Mm -hmm. launch an online course before you've even created it. I talk about how to do that. And I actually give a whole email sequence on how to even like what emails to send and when in my own membership, the passive project. But the idea is that I don't want you to go and create the entire online course and not necessarily have validated the idea. But if you can pre-sell it and let's say you just get a handful of five to 10 people who are actually going to give you dollars Mm -hmm. for your course before you've made it, then you go and you make it in real time with your first founding students. And that's like the the little seed that's going to start this incredible potential like online course business for you. Yes. Oh my gosh. So many good takeaways, guys. I hope you're taking all the notes or you're like (laughs) noting the times that this is coming up and you can come back to it. This is so powerful. I harp on about it all the time with my clients as well. I totally, I'm exactly the same where I'm like, sell before you create. Do not put yourself inside of some cave where you just like hide there for like six months building this course. And then you come out and you're like, Hey guys, we got this thing. Does anyone care? And they're like, who are you? I don't know what this is. And you haven't validated it. You haven't obviously generated any income for it, all those sort of things. So that guys like listen to Gemma when she says that, like literally do the pre-sale, get the people in, follow the steps of the lead magnet. Like that is so powerful. And I love what you're talking about there with obviously generating the organic leads, like without going into that advertising side of things, which I definitely do want to talk about. But for those who are getting started, like Facebook groups, like get in there, guys, like start showing up, do exactly what Gemma's saying. Cause there's so many ways to build your business without necessarily having any outlay, obviously, yes. Okay. So you need to pay $34 a month for lead pages, but aside, like that's a very small overhead when it comes to starting a business. So for sure. I mean, think about how expensive it is to start physical product-based yes. businesses or to have a bricks and mortar business and you rent a shop front, like getting started online. Sure. There's going to be some software costs, but it is the most inexpensive business type to start. Totally agree. And I think that in itself is a really strong mindset shift where even I see people and they're like, okay, I want to start online, but they don't want it. They're literally like, I just don't want to invest like anything. I can't spend any money. And it's like, okay, let's shift that mindset. And exactly what you said, like, look at what it costs to, you know, have, you know, venture capitalists and people investing in your company or starting brick and mortar or putting the upfront cost for a physical product, like all that sort of stuff, like for you to go online, like, Okay. So if you've got to factor in like a hundred dollars a month, as an overhead, like you can do it. <laughs> like yes. there's literally nothing stopping you. There are going to be different things in your life that you can shift around and maybe cut out a few of those coffees and things like that. But it's not a massive sacrifice compared to what ultimately it's opening the door for you to call in. So super powerful. I love that so much. Obviously the Facebook group side of things, so good. One thing that I did want to ask you about, do you feel like Pinterest is somewhere that you generate a lot of your leads from? Has that been, you've got like obviously a very substantial number of monthly viewers. Is that somewhere that you find a lot of business and clients coming from? 
Absolutely. I think Pinterest can be an amazing source of traffic for sure. I think part of the challenge with it's just part of the challenge if you're if you're brand new is that with Pinterest you need to have content. Like I have tested two different things. One is creating amazing pins that drive people to my lead magnet landing page, but I have found that Pinterest traffic likes a blog article. Like they like to land on a more long form piece mm. of content and then opt into the thing. If they just land straight on the landing page, they tend to feel like maybe it's a bit scammy because they're mm. used to getting to a blog article. And so the one sort of caveat with Pinterest is that it can be an amazing strategy so long as you are also willing to do some content marketing, i.e. writing some blog posts. So when you have the time to maybe go and craft, I don't know, 10 or 20 cornerstone articles that are like, you know, the perfect articles about your topic, they've got some good juicy keywords, they're longer articles, like they shouldn't be just, you know, 300 words or something, like I would aim for the 1,000 to 1,500 word kind of range. You know, things like, good lists or like the five mm. how to's or 10 ways to or whatever, and then have your email opt-in right in the article. For me anyway, in my experience, those have been what have performed super, super well on Pinterest. So definitely a great strategy. I think, I think it's the long game, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, figuring out, um, just setting aside some time to do that and then, and then doing that. And actually one other thing that I, haven't tested myself, uh, but we, it's on our 2020 plan is to test promoted pins where like you actually put mm. some money behind some pins yeah. and it's like Pinterest version of paid ads. Um, yeah. but you're, it's essentially like you're boosting pins. So I can always report back on that, but if you yeah. do have a budget, um, <laughs> if you do have a budget, you could, you could put some money towards that and see how it works. Yeah. Maybe we can do a part two. Once you've gone through yeah. and tested that strategy, we'll come back and talk all about that. But no, so, so good. And obviously two ways that people can get started right now. And I love what you said, like it's long-term, like long game. And I honestly do believe like for those getting into this, like do think long-term, like mm -hmm. really have a look at like, ultimately like you see a lot of people, they get in, they, they stick out for like three months. They're like, this hasn't worked for me. And then like, bail and you're like come on man like seriously like let's look at this from a long-term perspective and also like make it about more than just you and what's in it for you but also for them like for your audience for the people that you're showing up for for the people that you're serving like you're in it for them and I think when you come from that place of like what value can I give it really shifts our mindset around what we're creating and how we're showing up and it starts to help you to see like yeah okay like it might take a bit of extra work and like putting in the effort for something like Pinterest but long term it's going to create massive value for your audience which ultimately long term is going to build your business so I think that that's a really really good strategy um obviously you know I love what you said about building the mailing list and I'm with you on this like it's not old school it's not dead like let's make sure we're <laughs> hanging out there like social media is on borrowed land essentially because you don't own it so you've really got to make sure that you are building something that you do own and you do own your email list um obviously the lead magnet side of things so so powerful is there any other things that you for those who aren't yet at that point for investing in the paid advertising side of things, what other strategies could they be doing to build out their mailing lists? Yeah. So I, when I think about growing my email list, I kind of think about things in three, like I think I, I, I usually call it my attraction system and I think about it in three different buckets. So the first bucket is my evergreen content. And what we were talking about just now on Pinterest, that would fit into that bucket. So that it's like, 
me publishing either that would look like blog posts or YouTube videos or podcast episodes. And it's something that lives forever, right? These pieces of content don't disappear. They snowball. They just keep getting traffic. Like as time goes on, it keeps getting more and more and more and sending leads your way. And so anytime I would do one of those things, I would be making sure that the end call to action for each one is to hop into my email list via that lead magnet. And I think sometimes people get overwhelmed and thinking they need to do all of these things. Mm. Choose one, right? If you know that you love YouTube and you love producing videos, make that your thing. And don't worry about blog posts. Don't worry about having a podcast. Choose one. So that's like your evergreen content system. And I really encourage you to not forget about it. Like I think with social media, often people just focus, focus, focus on building on Instagram and they mm. forget that we, you actually really do need evergreen content to have this, to be creating the machine that's essentially going to send you leads a year, two years, five years, 10 years down the road. These are going to continue to grow. Social media is like bucket number two. And that's your Um, That's just your social strategy. And so again, like your evergreen strategy with your social strategy to build your email list, I want you to pick one place, one place Mm -hmm. where you love to hang out and you know your people hang out. And then whatever that is, whether that's in a Facebook group, on a Facebook page, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, right? If that happens to be for your target audience, wherever it is, maybe it's on TikTok. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I'm not over there yet, except for watching some like embarrassing mom dances, which I can't get enough of. Um, (laughs) I love it. uh, So wherever that is for you, choose one platform and then do it really, really, really well. And so if that platform for you is Instagram, be posting, doing IGTV, doing IG stories, but always with the lens of, okay, how can I get people off this platform and onto my email list? So whether it's like really utilizing your link in bio effectively, it is having like carousel images that you put up on stories once or twice a week that remind people about your lead magnet and encourage them to click on through and go sign up for it. I've seen people who use like even a DM strategy. They talk about whatever their lead magnet is and they say, send me your email address over DMs and I'll send it to you. And so then it's, there's a bit of like, maybe we'll work on your part, but you're growing your list. Mm -hmm. And also then you can like have a conversation with that audience member, which is kind of great. So, but you know, if it's Facebook groups, you're going to use Facebook groups. So just choose one, do it well. And then, but always be thinking about, okay, how do I get them? onto my list. And so Mm. lead magnets, maybe a live training, a live webinar. Those are always good. A challenge, a giveaway, anything like that. So that's like your second stream. And then your third stream, uh, there is a fourth, which is paid advertising, which we won't get into, but your third stream is through like collaborations and visibility. So that's like pitching, like what we were talking about earlier, pitch yourself to get on podcasts, pitch yourself to get into those Facebook groups, do an Instagram, um, you know, swap day with somebody where like on Instagram stories, you can do little like, um, interviews. So go on their Instagram. They come on yours. Always. Anytime you're pitching yourself for any kind of collaboration, you want to approach it with what is the win for them. Mm. And if you approach it with what's the win for them, not the win for you, they're so much more likely to say yes. And so if the win for them is like, 
Hey, I'd love to come into that, into your group, provide a 20 minute free training on this one incredible topic, make the title really juicy. Um, no sales pitch. I'll briefly mention my lead magnet at the end, but, um, you know, I just want to provide incredible value for your community. Like if somebody came to me and asked to do that in my Facebook group for a topic that I don't talk about, but I know my audience would love to hear from, that's an easy yes from me. Mm -hmm. So people just don't do it enough. People don't reach out. They're, they're fearful of the no, they're fearful of the rejection. But actually when you look at a lot of the people that you might idolize online, the way they got as high, you know, the way they grew their business was often by leveraging other people's audiences. And so I want, you know, you, your listeners to really hear me when I say that getting in front of other people's audiences can be an incredible way to build your own so much faster. Yes, 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 yes. Everything is so good. I love what you're saying. It's so good. And I just feel like everyone's just going to be like scribbling, 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 or maybe driving and like, (laughs) okay, I'm trying to remember. (laughs) But no, it's so powerful. And I love what you're saying about leveraging the other audiences as well. And the big thing there that I took away there as well was, you know, understanding like, don't get so caught up in what's going on just in your little time tiny like corner of the world. Like how can you expand outside of that and push yourself out of that comfort zone and pitch yourself and get on podcasts and get in the Facebook groups and all that sort of stuff, because ultimately fear will just keep you safe and it will keep you stuck. If you just stay in that little comfort zone and that little bubble. And then you see people doing the other thing where they're like, Oh, well, nothing's happening and nobody's finding me and nobody, my, my audience isn't building. And I'm like, what are you doing? to actually build it? What action are you taking every single day? And are you being intentional about that? Are you blocking out a certain amount of time in your calendar every week that you are putting towards pitching yourself or putting towards building your audience? Like, what are you doing there? So there's some really good strategies that you can, you guys can apply. And I recommend like block out some time in your calendar that you start to dedicate towards doing this. And it's going to have such a big impact on your business and obviously on the number of people that you're reaching and serving as well. Um, One side of things that I really want to talk about is you see a lot of entrepreneurs and people on in the online world going through big cycles of feast and famine. So if they're really pushing something and they're launching something, killing it, doing really, really great, one month is awesome. And then, okay, well, we've done that thing and now there's not really much going on or I'm like working on the next thing and I've gone really quiet and now nothing's really happening and now we're in that famine side of things. For those that are in that, obviously for you, you've built an incredible side of things with obviously the passive side of things in your business. And I would love for you to talk to that for those that have got the ball rolling, maybe they've got a couple of courses out there, but they really like, if they're not out there on stories or posting or whatever, continuously pushing it, nothing is happening. So what would be some of the advice that you'd have there? Great question. So this is a very, very typical cycle that you do see with course creators. Is this exactly like the roller coaster of launching? And so what I have done in my business to kind of protect myself against that is I've created an evergreen sales system, which means that there's kind of um, like a 24-7 funnel running in the background of my business all the time that allow for new sales and new students and new customers to flow into my business. And part of the reason why you want to have this is like, if you can imagine there are two groups of buyers, one group of buyer, they're like looking for the solution that you offer and they want it now. Right. And if you are going to make them wait six months before you launch your product, yeah. they're going to have go found, like they're going to go find the solution from someone else because they're ready for the solution today. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, you really want to have this evergreen way that they can get the, they can 
get in on your offer the minute they like enter your sphere because they are the fast action takers who just want to solve the problem. Where, whereas there are the other group of buyers who they may see your offer presented that first time around in your evergreen funnel, not buy it right away because they need more time. They need to develop that trust and connection with you. And then six months down the road, when you do this public launch and open the doors, they hop right down in because they're super warmed up to you now. They trust you. They know what you're all about and they're ready for your offer. And so the idea behind the evergreen funnel is that you would, like if I can just kind of paint the picture of what it kind of looks like, in my business, for example, one of my signature lead magnets is a free class. It's a free masterclass. It's a webinar. And so I have people registering for that free webinar every single day because I use it as my main lead magnet that I talk about on podcasts like this, or I link to it in a blog article, or it's linked from a YouTube video or wherever, and they're flowing in and registering for that masterclass. And on that masterclass, I'm pitching my product, whether that's a course or membership or whatever. For me, it happens to be a membership. So I'm pitching that right in that masterclass. That's like, they can watch on demand. They can watch it that same day if they want to. And then I have a sequence of emails that follow that sell the offer. And I kind of have opened the cart for, it's around five days is the length of that funnel. And so basically I'm giving them this webinar. They have kind of five days to make a decision. And the key thing here is I use a piece of software called Deadline Funnel that basically closes the door on their opportunity to get in on the product. So like, yeah. it's like we've opened up this back door way for them to get in. And then on day five, it closes. And if they choose not to hop in during that time, like there's no wiggle room. We've closed mm -hmm. the doors. I'm, this isn't a pretend thing. Mm -hmm. And I think some people get like a little put off by doing it because they think that it seems slimy, but it's not at all. It's a backdoor way of like opening their opportunity to get in. Yeah. And once it's closed, it's closed. And they need to wait until the next time that we live launch. And so I have that running in my business 24 seven in the background. And so I'm constantly bringing new students into my, into my business. And then, but then the great thing is I still do live launch because then the hybrid approach of using these two strategies works really well together. And then when I do my live launch, we see a nice big uptick of sales and cash flowing in, mm -hmm. in a short amount of time. But I don't sort of bottom out to this like famine idea in, mm -hmm. in, during the in-between. Yeah. Love that. So many good takeaways. And honestly, like, I love that you brought up deadline funnel. We definitely use it in our business as well. And it's to me, I love what you said there where you're like, oh, some people think it's slimy, but something I'm very, very big on is getting rid of the idea of like the dirtiness around these sort of sales strategies and things like that and helping especially female entrepreneurs to understand that like, no, this isn't dirty. This isn't sleazy. This isn't slimy. Like this is you being of service, getting your product or your service out there in front of the people that need it. And it's you helping to open up the window, create that sense of urgency and help them to take the action that they need to take and they have that window to do it. And if they miss out on it, then great. You can wait for the live launch. But I just love that you said that because it is something that I do see a lot, especially with a lot of online coaches where that disconnect between like, okay, well, I feel fine about launching and that feels really good to me. But to put these sort of things in place, that feels like a little bit, you know, the, the dirty, like the sleazy car salesman kind of tactic. And it's like, we have just got to get rid of that sort of energy around it because it's not real at all. And it's such a limiting belief. And I just love that you went there. So, so, 
so, so good. And I appreciate you sharing that too, because there's not a lot of times when people will share like the insider tools and things that they are using. But ultimately that transparency is what's going to empower so many women to now step up and reach a lot of other people in whatever their zone of genius is that they help with. So amazing. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And like it can feel complicated and overwhelming, but actually when we just break it down, it's not that challenging, yeah. right? It's yeah. just like putting in the work to getting yeah. these systems going um, yes. and then kind of refining and improving and scaling from there. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I love that you said that too. It's not as scary as your ego is going to make you think that it is. You're definitely yeah. going to have a lot of fear come up. Yes. It takes work. Yes. It takes effort, but it's so important to realize like the energy that you're putting in on the front end is ultimately going to be what calls in energetically the money long-term and the impact that you're going to get to have in the long-term as well. So that's so good. Um, something that I want to touch on as well. And I want to go, I loved your three parts, how you broke that down. That was amazing. And your fourth part is obviously the paid ads. I want to go there. So I was aware of you before even connecting about this podcast through your Facebook ad strategy. You're great. You show <laughs> up all over the place. I love it. How important have ads been in the building of your business? So obviously, you know, you get started, you get going, you do the organic side of things. For those that have done that and they're ready to now go to that next level in their business and start to invest in ads, what does that look like for you? And what's some of the advice that you would have for those who are ready to take that leap? For sure. Um, yeah, like I love ads. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that ads are a bad thing. I think they mm. get a bad rap sometimes. Yes, I know. And there's no reason. Like, no. They can be amazing. And so, but to your point, I really encourage um, my own students and just like my audience in general to make sure that they have that converting offer first. Because I think sometimes we get really you know, lit up and excited about what, about the scale potential of ads. And like, there's lots yeah. of people out there who teach about ads and it sounds really exciting. Like we can print a million dollars tomorrow, but you need to have an ad that, or you need to have a product and offer that converts first that you've validated and that, you know, people are willing to spend money on and that gets people results. Like that's step number one. And so you need to do that organically unless you're willing to lose money because some mm. people have done it by putting money into ads and testing things right from the beginning with ads and that's fine, but they don't work right off the bat if you don't have an offer that converts. So you just need to be okay with having lost X number of dollars if you know that's in your in your budget to be able to do mm -hmm. that. That wasn't my reality. So like I had, I waited till I knew I had this offer that converts. I had this funnel that, you know, I was driving leads to organically, it was converting and I knew I just, it was time to pour fuel on that fire and be able to like get more leads into that funnel because I knew it was converting at a certain percentage that was paying me money. So mm. that's kind of at the point at which I think people can really use ads effectively is when they have that funnel that converts. And so my experience with, with paid advertising is I've really just used Facebook and Instagram ads. There's also Pinterest ads, like we mentioned, there's Google ads. Those are kind of two categories that I haven't tried yet, but that are on my radar for 2020. So for Facebook and Instagram ads, because I know that a large majority of my audience hangs out on either one or both of those platforms, that has made a lot of sense for me. And I have really tested a lot of things like driving people 
to my evergreen webinar, that has worked really well with higher ticket products. So for like a $500 course, it's worked or, or more expensive. It's Mm -hmm. worked really well for that because there's more wiggle room there in terms of how much you can spend to send somebody to an evergreen webinar, as opposed to my membership product, which is a lower cost per month. It's 67 bucks to get into my membership. So I don't have a lot of wiggle room there to spend a lot of money on ads because if they drop off after one month, I, you know, I might've just broken even. And so you have to get creative with these kinds of things. So, um, I've done, I've tried all the things. And one thing actually that's worked really well for me has also been to have this like lower tier offer. So I have a $27 product. I don't even send people to a lead magnet. I just send people straight to the sales page for this $27 product. And the idea with a $27 product is that I, it's almost like it's a mini course. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it started out just as one thing for me, it's this thing called 52 prompts. And so I give people essentially 52 newsletter ideas so that they can get their entire year of email newsletters mapped out. And that's the core thing, but I've added, right. All of these other things so that it comes across as this like really great package. And it is, I over deliver like crazy on it on purpose Mm. because I want somebody to spend 27 bucks, get it and be like, damn, that was really good for 27 bucks. Like Gemma's this is kind of incredible. Like, let me see what else she's got going on. And then there's just so much more, like a lot of my people who purchase that low offer end up being the people who purchase the higher ticket items because they see the value in what I've delivered. So with Facebook ads, it's kind of this ever evolving thing where, you know, I was, I had a streak of like six months in a row where I didn't really have to touch my ads that much. They were just doing their thing. And then but then, you know, things happen and they stop yeah. working. And so you do new copy, new creative, new, new ideas. And so with ads, when you start them, you have to be ready to be maintaining them. Mm. You know, this, it's not really like a set it and forget it type thing. At least it hasn't been for me. <laughs> if I'm I need like- <laughs> to, yeah, like I need to be like constantly in there and I have people who help me with my ads because it would be too much as like a solo Mm-mm. person yeah. to be doing them. Yeah, for sure. And that is such an important note, that little last bit around like stay in your zone of genius, like (laughs) let other people handle elements and you stay exactly where you need to be and then let go of the other things because that ultimately is so powerful for scaling up over time as well. In terms of the team side of things, um, what does your team look like? Do you have like a large team, small team? I try and keep it really small. I like to be as lean as possible. And so I have, interestingly, like hiring an ads manager was actually my first real hire because to what you said, I knew it wasn't my zone of genius. And so actually, like people talk about like focus on the $100 bills, you know, like outsource your $10 tasks right away. But for me, the Facebook ad stuff was taking up all of my time. And so I was like, Mm. well, actually I can do the $10 an hour tasks for now and just outsource the Facebook ads and really get someone amazing on that side of things first so that I really scale up my revenue a lot faster. And then I can hire out like the VAs and the whatever. So that was like my thought process and that was how I did it. So I hired a Facebook ads manager first. I still work with them today. It's part of an agency. And then I hired uh, an incredible VA who came on board at just like 
I think she was just doing like an hour a day or something to begin with. And she really learned the ropes, became an amazing part of my team now works for me. Like I'm her only, she has her own online course business, but then just me as her other client. Mm. And so she works, um, I want to say around 20 hours a week for me. And she's Mm -hmm. my main kind of right-hand person. And and now we've hired another VA who's kind of like under her. So she moved up to be more of like the integrator of my business. And now we have another VA um, under her. And then I subcontract out things here and there. Like from time to time, I'll hire a copywriter if I need some help, like getting some copy out the door. Um, I do have a Pinterest manager that does all of my Pinterest scheduling for me, little things like that, mm-hmm. but kind of of my core team, two, two real team members and a Facebook ads manager. So good. And just goes to show how, how much you can do and how much you can show up in the world still while keeping it really lean. So for mm-hmm. those that are like, okay, well I can't do this because I can't have like a 50 person team. It's like, you don't need a 50 person team. <laughs> Like you can keep it very, very lean and you can have a huge impact and generate an incredible income. Literally just like, let's start taking action now. And I love that you flipped it as well. And weren't like, cause it, yes, you do see it a lot where it's like, yep, like the hundred dollar, ten dollar, thousand dollar, what, like, where are Mm -hmm. you? And you know, obviously that works as well, but I love that other approach to it too, where it's like, okay, for you, it's like, okay, well, Facebook ads are going to be what's going to be very income generating for me. So that's where I'm going to invest first and get all the other little shit done. And then I can let go of that over time. So love that approach as well. Um, Oh, so many, so many good takeaways inside of this. And I feel like this could just go on for hours and hours and hours. If there is something that you feel our audience could just really benefit from that maybe we haven't spoken about yet. What would that be? If there's something that we spoke about where you want to go a little bit deeper or something entirely different, is there something on your heart that you just feel called to share? I think just the biggest thing is that it can be really easy to feel pulled in a million directions. And especially when you start to follow all the online gurus who are all telling you to do different things and use different strategies and you have to be doing this and Mm -hmm. you have to be here and, Um, it can feel really overwhelming and hard to like, it's like you're on that hamster wheel and you can never quite like get there and you're just running at a million miles a minute. And I think the most important thing is to think about what does your dream business look like? And it doesn't have to be the same as someone else's. And so for me, mine is like, a smaller team, you know, a quieter life. Like I don't want to be on Instagram stories all the time. I don't want to feel the need to have to be recording videos 24 seven. And I do just want to have this like great email list full of my like people that I adore and they adore me. And I can just like make them great offers and work with them. And that be my main mode of communication and not worry about so many of the other things. Mm -hmm. And so for me, like I need just to have my you know, my, um, my blinders on to that business that I'm building for myself. And I think you just need to discover that's, that's the thing that's for me, right? That's for Gemma. Who's like a mom of two young kids who like has a lot of other life happening outside of her business. I you need to be in tune with what that looks like for you and what really lights you up and what gets you really excited and not get overwhelmed or stressed or burdened by what all the other people are telling you you need to do online. And honestly, unfollow or unsubscribe if you're not getting positive, happy feelings from following those people. 
That is such good advice. Such good advice. And I think, as you said, like it can be so easy to get caught up in what everybody else is doing and think like, oh my God, like everyone's showing up in all the places and I'm not doing it and I'm not enough and all these sort of stories. And I think whether, whether that's true or not, but I think what also happens is sometimes people are literally staying in one place doing just the one thing, but because you're comparing to 15 different people who one of them shows up really well on YouTube and another one shows up really well on Pinterest and another one shows up really well on IGTV. Totally. You create the story that everybody's on everything, but they're not either. Totally. I never even thought about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's so easy to see like a snippet of 12 different people and think, well, everyone's on everything, but it's like, that's not true either. And they all had to start somewhere. And yes, there is going to be room to scale and grow over time. And I know that I've definitely done this where it's like, yep, I was really intentional about where I began in the beginning. And basically everything that you said is exactly how I built my business as well. Very, Mm -hmm. very clear in the beginning about basically for me, it was podcast, Instagram. That's it. Like, nothing else going on. And then over time, yes, we've added different things and there's other places that I show up, but all with the exact same goal of exactly what you said of like, how can you get them off that platform? How can you get them onto a mailing list? How can you provide value? Work them through your product suite, go through your sales funnel. What does that look like? And so I think one of the most powerful things that you did say was like, okay, take a step back, stop comparing to other people and journal it out. What do you want your business to actually look like? What does that look like? How does that feel good for you, for your family, for what's going on in your life rather than looking at everyone else? Because I just think it can get very easy to get caught up in that and to forget why you're in this in the first place and what you actually want to look like. And you will burn out. Like if, especially if you're choosing to do things because of you think you should, because other people have said you've, you should be doing them. That's like just such a recipe for burning out on those things, right? Mm-hmm. Do the things that you feel really aligned with and, yeah. and called to do and your favorite places to connect with people. And because you're going to do them the best, right? Exactly. That's going to be where you like pour yourself in. Yeah. Um, hundred percent of yourself. So enjoy it. Let it light you up. Don't let it be Mm -hmm. something that feels like a burden. Um, in terms of different platforms and things like that, any insight as to what you think's about to take off? I know that some of the massive ones like TikTok's obviously killing it. And like everyone's now texting, like it's crazy. I love the shift into text and I'm like, Oh, I want to go in that, in that direction. But yeah, I've seen the texting. I know. I think because for a long time there are people and people still are really talking about like getting into the Instagram DM and selling on the DMs and like, what's a script I can be using for sell, you know, selling through my DMs. Like that's a whole thing right now. Um, and I think that the texting is like the, you know, it's like the second phase of that is like getting back to this, like having actual conversations with, you know, real humans via, via text. Um, but I don't know for me, like we're not exploring any of those things at this point because, I'm just staying old school with how I like to do it. And I just like to communicate over email and that's just how people are going to stay in touch with me. And honestly, the new, the new next thing, I'm not really sure, Mm. but until I feel like excited about it, it's not something I'm going to be integrating into my own business. Smart, smart. And it goes hand in hand with what you just said. Like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like you've built a very loyal following in the ways that you're doing it. Like don't just jump on because of comparison ideas and seeing what everyone else is doing. Exactly. (laughs) And there's like still so much room to grow. You know, I don't feel like I'm even the things I'm already doing. I still feel like I could do them a thousand times better. Um, so I'm not ready to hop on to the next thing yet, you know? 
Yeah. Love that. Stay in your lane and just keep showing up and serving people massively. I love mm-hmm. it. Speaking of which, where can people find you and connect with you? Cause I know there's going to be a lot after listening to this. They're going to be like, okay, yes. I need more Gemma in my life. Yes. <laughs> where can I would love you? that. <laughs> so first of all, if you do want to connect with me um, on social media, my social media platform of choice is Instagram. So you can follow me at, at Gemma Carter. I would love it if you guys um, DM me after this episode airs or like take a picture and tag us both. And that way I can connect with you. I would love that. And then in terms of, um, kind of like extra learning resources, I have a few that you might be interested in. So the first, because we talked about list building and all that kind of stuff, I have a rapid list building guide where I went out and asked 20 online marketing experts, how they built their email list. Like what was the number one strategy that they used to build their list? And amazingly, all 20 had different answers. So I compiled those into a report, uh, that I give away for free. So I'll make sure that you guys have the link, um, for that in the show notes. So that's the rapid list building guide. And then if you want to come and check out my free masterclass, where I walk you through how to sell more of your digital offers and for any like funnel hackers, if you want to see how I do my evergreen webinar, I mean, you can just register and watch it <laughs> and see all the sales yeah. emails that come afterwards. <laughs> uh, I will provide the link to that too, but that class is a jam packed 60 minutes where I really go over some of my absolute best strategies and tips. We talk more about that whole idea of like live launching and evergreen funnels and bringing them together into the hybrid marketing method. And I talk about really how to craft an irresistible digital offer like a course or a membership and how to really make sure that you crafted it in such a way where people are going to be like, can't wait to open up their wallets and pay you for it. Love that. Oh my gosh. So much value guys. We will link all of that in the show notes. So it's super easy for you guys to go and jump on it. You guys are going to get so much out of it. Honestly, Gemma, thank you so much for coming on, for sharing all of this. You are incredible. Love how you show up and serve and thank you for sharing it with our audience. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. Thank you so much for tuning in and hanging out with me in today's episode. Because you're a part of the collective, I know you're a visionary woman ready for more. And I'm here to remind you that the world needs your light. If you love this episode or know somebody who would, please share it to your IG stories and tag me at Tayray Official. And if you want to show some love for the podcast, please head on over and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss all of the magic coming here soon. For more support, check out the episode show notes, my courses, services, and digital products by heading over to taylorray.com.au. Big love, babe. And until then, go and shine that beautiful light. The world is waiting for you.